Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Autosay Disabled. I'm your host Caleb Center, And this is me, Trevor King Thick. We took a week off, we're sorry, we were busy. <laughs> Had something on the computer. Uh, also, uh, yes, the, the if you listen to the uh, previous episode we just released, which was, uh, what, like two and a half hours? Yeah, something around there. Uh, we apologize for audio quality. We were recording in a different room, so we had enough space for everyone. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a, a lot of glass clanking, I know. <laughs> but uh, today we're going to do the part two of God of War. Uh, we were last talking about, in the last God of War episode, uh, about the game Ascension. And we were going over, of course, uh, things that were in the multiplayer mode and everything else. But now we're going to talk about the development of the series itself. So, after the success of their first game, Kinetica, uh, in 2002, Santa Monica Studio began development of the original God of War in 2002 and unveiled it two years later at SCEA Santa Monica Gamers Day 2004. Uh, game director and creator David uh, Jaffe, is that how we... Or Yaf, however we pronounced it last time. I can't remember. I know we said his name oh, last half time. Half A. Half A or whatever. Uh, J-A-F-F-E, if you know how to pronounce it, we don't. Uh, <laughs> but uh, he said that although the idea of God of War was his own, the concept owed a debt to Capcom because he play, uh, played Onimusha and said, let's do that with Greek mythology. Now I'm going to be dead honest with you. Uh, there is no correlation there whatsoever to me. <laughs> God of War and Onimusha are two completely different style of game. <laughs> Onimusha is literally like Oni, Onimusha is more like fucking Resident Evil than it is God of War. It is just fixed camera angle Resident Evil samurai. Mm. You just don't have a gun. That's basically what it is. I don't know how Onimusha made him think of God of War. I mean, but hey, we Unless have... maybe the early development of God of War was supposed to be combat, sort of like Onimusha's. But if it was, God, it would have been awful. Because, <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. I did play, I did beat Onimusha, the one we had when I was like, younger. But, yeah, it, it takes some getting used to. That shit is rough. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's fixed, it's fixed camera angles, tank control, samurai game where you fight demons. Mm-hmm. Sounds fun, doesn't it? No. <laughs> if I hear the word tank controls and I'm not actually into tank, I don't want to play it. <laughs> so, uh, he was inspired in part by the 1981 feature film Clash of the Titans, saying, quote, the real high concept for me was merging it with Heavy Metal Magazine, end quote. Uh, he said he liked both, quote, the kid stuff with Greek mythology, end quote, and the idea of adding more adult themes such as sex and violence. Sounds like Zack Snyder. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he was also inspired by the 1981 film Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, although the game is based on Greek mythology, the development team gave themselves, quote, lots of freedom, end quote, to modify the myths, which, of course, they did. They they even do that in uh, the most recent God of War. Um, and uh, Yafe, however you say his last name, said that uh, they took the quote, coolest aspects of the subject, end quote, and created art and story using those elements. Uh, director of visual development and lead concept artist Charlie Wynn drew inspiration from these films as well as more uh, contemporary films such as Gladiator, which was released in 2000, 
for tonal inspiration to lead the visual design of Kratos, other characters, and the world of God of War, which I can see that. Yeah. Because it has a lot of, like, Gladiator has a lot of reds and whites and everything in it and everything. I mean, well, yeah, that is part of, you know, like, Rome's colors. That's like their main colors. You ain't got to get smart with me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, According to Eurogamer, the gameplay of the uh, Strider arcade franchise was also a vital influence on God of War. Uh, GameSpot said the developers described the gameplay, quote, as merging the action of Devil May Cry with the puzzle solving of Ico, end quote, and noted that players would uh, be able to, quote, sunder enemies with a single move, such as by ripping them in half, end quote. I'm doing a lot of quotes in this. Uh, The game uses Santa Monica's Kinetica engine, which they developed for Kinetica. A sequel for God of War was first uh, teased at the end of its credits, which stated Kratos will return. Uh, God of War 2 was officially announced at the 2006 Game Developers Conference, or GDC, and David Haffe, whatever you say his last name, <laughs> stepped down and became the creative director of its sequel, um, and God of War's lead animator, Corey Barlog, uh, assumed the role of game director, who he is currently the game director now. Uh, Barlog said that in the game, players would see, quote, a larger view of Kratos' role within the mythological world, end quote. Uh, Like God of War, the game uses Santa Monica's Connecticut engine. Uh, Magic attacks became an integral part of the combat system, and it was more refined. New creatures and heroes from the mythology and more boss battles were added, and both Hafe and Barlog said that they did not view God of War 2 as a sequel, but rather a continuation of the previous game. It's kind of what a sequel is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, not necessarily, because look at, uh, what well, you've never even played the games, but, um, how the fuck did I forget what they're even called? Well, what, what are you doing? The one with Pyramithra? Oh, Xenoblade. Yeah, Xenoblade 1 and Xenoblade 2 have, like, zero correlation from what well, I... Well, what I'm saying is, like, most sequels are continuations of whatever happened yeah. before them, like John Wick. Yeah. All those are continuations of the first John Wick. Well, they're not really going to make movies that aren't continuations. Like, in games... Like, like Well, most what, games, like... like, like what, the, I hate to bring this up, but The Last of Us 1 Last of Us 2, they're continuations. Red uh, Dead 1 and 2 Red, aren't. Well, that's because they did a prequel. There's really no way you can make a sequel to Red Dead 1 without playing as Jack. Make them a, make them a gangster or some shit like that. <laughs> But then again, that'd be stepping. Wait, that, yeah, but a lot be... of people didn't like Jack <laughs> after he grew up. Well, that, that's their problem. Yeah. Um, I was about to say I want a good solid mafia game, but there are mafia games out there, but they're not Mafia One, Two, and Three. I played Three. The most enjoyable part about that game is finding all the classic Playboys. Actually, I like Two the most, probably of the ones I played. I never played Three though. Although I did like the aesthetic of Three being in like Louisiana. Yeah. It was, it was nice. Got to hear a lot of racial slurs. Well, you... Yeah. Hafe <laughs> <laughs> um, said that uh, they did not want to include the Roman numeral number 2 in the title for this reason, uh, but they did uh, They did not want the title to convey the impression it was an expansion pack. Both Hafe and Barlog said that the reason God of War 2 appeared on the PlayStation 2 instead of the PlayStation 3 which was released four months prior to God of War 2, was because, they, quote, there's a hundred million people out there uh, that will be able to play God of War 2 as soon as it launches. Sounds a lot like our current predicament. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Barlog assured that the game would be playable on the newer platform, which originally had PlayStation 2 backwards compatibility. Which I don't know why they ever got rid of that. Honestly, it's one of the dumbest decisions for PlayStation. Yeah, it really is. Because, I mean, Xbox has it. Shit. <laughs> Just, well, yeah. Xbox doesn't have complete backwards compatibility, but, yeah, but it, has, there, it has a huge library of it, games. It has enough do. to where... The important Mo- Most of the ones that are on there, people are going to play. The ones that they don't have are probably ones people aren't really going to do much with, unless you're yeah. just like that, that fucking, I'm the true gamer because I want this to be backwards compatible because it was the best game ever that nobody played. Yeah. That kind of shit. Uh- <laughs> I mean, now granted, one thing I will say is that you never did play Rebel. I don't think you ever played Rebel Raiders. It was an old Japanese-developed... No, I never <laughs> It was a Japanese-developed, like, uh, airplane game. It was so much fucking fun. I still have vivid memories of like the first cutscene because it's a cutscene, but you're playing in it the entire time. Hmm. It was, I don't know, just something about that game. I just enjoyed it too much. Hmm. Uh, but uh, God of War Three was first mentioned by Corey Barlog at a God of War Two launch event, and it was officially announced at the 2008 Electronic Entertainment Expo or E3. Uh, after serving as game director during the first eight months of development, Barlog left Santa Monica for other opportunities, uh, and Stig Osmussen uh, took on the role, uh, having previously been the lead environment artist and art director for on God of War and God of War II, respectively. Uh, uh, Osmussen, I'm assuming that's how you say his name. Let me see. A-S-M-U-S-S-E-N. Osmussen. That looks like Osmussen to me. Yep, okay. But uh, anyway... He said that one of the greatest challenges in developing God of War 3 for the PlayStation 3 was the, quote, complexity of everything, end quote. Uh, Individual tasks such as designing Helios' decapitation could take a year because the, quote, level of detail that was expected was so high and intricate it crossed multiple departments, end quote. He said that the PlayStation 3's hardware compatibilities uh, allowed more flexibility in character creation and interaction with the environment. Uh, the engine for God of War 3 was ported from the first two installments to the PlayStation 3. As the game was being developed, the code department swapped out PlayStation 2 components with PlayStation 3 components, and they replaced the renderer, the particle system, and the collision system. Uh, although they were reusing the engine from God of War 2, the core engine for God of War 3 was brand new, and between E3 tw- uh, 2009 and the time the game shipped, uh, morphological anti-aliasing uh, was added, which uh, graphics engineer Ben Diamond said, uh, quote, improved edges dramatically and saved substantial amounts of frame rate, end quote. Uh, Diamond also said that the, quote, depth of field, motion blur, crepuscular? Let me see. Crepuscular? Crepuscular. Crepuscular? I don't know. But anyway, crepuscular god rays, or whatever that word means, and refraction were either added or improved in quality and speed, end quote, uh, during the same time period. Uh, On April 12th, uh, 2012, Sony released a teaser image for Ascension on its official PlayStation Facebook page, uh, which was followed by the game's announcement on April 19th on PlayStation.blog. Todd Pappy, uh, who had previously worked as a designer on God of War and God of War 2, and as design director on God of War 3, assumed the role of game director. Uh, God of War 3 director Stig Osmussen was busy with another project in Santa Monica uh, and did not work on Ascension. Uh, The announcement officially confirmed the game's title, and Pappy, Pappy, Poppy, whatever his name is, (laughs) P-A-P-Y, 
uh, said it was not titled God of War 4 to avoid confusion because it is a prequel rather than a sequel uh, to the trilogy. Uh, the game features a retooled God of War 3 engine, enabling online multiplayer battles for up to eight players. Uh, the decision to add multiplayer came out uh, came about from curiosity, according to League Combat designer Jason McDonald. The multiplayer uh, was first tested using Kratos, and McDonald uh, said the testers had, quote, a lot of fun, end quote. <laughs> uh, seeing their reaction made the team feel that the multiplayer had value, and they began to uh, put the God of War spin on it, as they say. Uh, one of the graphics engineers, Cedric Perthus, per, uh, yeah, that's it. Cedric <laughs> Perthus noted, noted that the limits of the God of War 3 engine restricted artist creativity, so they, quote, tried to remove or push those limits as far as possible without losing any performance, end quote. Uh, Ascension did not have a graphical leap over its predecessor like the God of War 3 did. Uh, dynamic lighting was added. Uh, which allowed for development of the life cycle gameplay mechanic. Uh, particle effects were also greatly improved upon from uh, God of War 3. Santa Monica began work on the fifth main installment in 2014, which was confirmed by the returning Cory Barlog at the first annual PlayStation Experience on December 6th that year. The official announcement came at the 2016 E3 with a gameplay demo, uh, which also confirmed that Barlog had returned to the series as game director. Um, the game was deliberately titled God of War with no numerical or subtitle because although it is a continuation of the series, quote, we are reimagining everything, end quote. Uh, That's one thing that always confused me as a kid. Because like, there was like no way for me... I never knew how to tell the difference in them. I mean, because for I didn't grow up playing them, so I didn't like I didn't know how to tell the difference. Yeah. At all, so I mean, if I started playing one, I'd be like, oh, well. Oh, between the God of War games. Yeah, I'm not, I don't know which one this one is, but I'm playing a God of War game. It, well, it mainly became an issue with the like the only one that doesn't have a numerical behind it that's on the consoles, I believe, if I remember correctly, is Ascension. The rest of them are like PSP stuff and everything. Mm. Uh because Chains of Olympus was on PSP. I had the PSP for it. Um, but yeah. That, that, yeah, but that's pretty much the you know, like Ascension and then God of War 4, uh, God of War 4, as we say it is. It's just called God of War, but those are the only ones that don't have a numerical behind them. Um, other mythologies were also considered for the new setting, but Norse was picked to keep the focus on Kratos. Uh, there was also consideration to use a different protagonist, but it was decided to keep Kratos as he, quote, is intrinsically tied uh, to the series, end quote. Uh, most of the development team that worked on the original God of War worked on the new installment, and they claimed that they matched the new gameplay with the same level of accessibility as the previous installments. Some gameplay characteristics found in the previous installments were cut, such as jumping, swimming, and instant death platforming challenges. Uh, these were cut due to the camera being closer to Kratos. Uh, although Ascension had introduced multiplayer to the series, the team dropped the mode to focus on the single-player experience. The Leviathan Axe was chosen as Kratos' new main weapon because the developers wanted a more grounded direction for the game. Uh, which is... it's a, yeah, It works a lot different than Chains of Olympus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or, or not Chains of Olympus, but the Blaze of Chaos. Um, 
the enemy count was increased to up to 100 enemies on screen. Uh, God of War 3 and Ascension could do up to 50, uh, although the game was built for the standard PlayStation 4, uh, Barlog confirmed that it would, quote, benefit from the power uh, of the PlayStation 4 Pro. Uh, and it, yeah, my eye got something in it. I couldn't see for a second there. Even though they say that I had zero performance issues playing on the regular PlayStation. I can't remember. Did I have my Pro when I played it? I think you did. I can't remember if I did or not. I think you did. I had to get the Pro. Oh, shit. No, I... Wait. Yeah, no, the... God of War came out... In 2014? Right. No. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. 2015? I don't remember. I can't remember either, but I think I might have had my regular PlayStation uh, as well at that time. Um, I know. I, had, I didn't have any problems. There were no loading screens. I remember the twins got hit with a loading screen. And I'm like, <laughs> y'all got that slow-ass shit right there. <laughs> I didn't even think loading screens were possible in that game. <laughs> uh, an updated version of the PlayStation 4 that can render games in 4K and was released a few months after the God of War was announced. That was the PS4 Pro. That was supposed to be a continuation, but I got something in my eye and got blinded for a second there. Hmm. Uh, the game's story was estimated to take 25 to 35 hours to complete, which uh, was significantly more than the previous four main installments by margin, <laughs> which each took an average of 10 hours to complete. I actually beat God of War 3 in like six hours at Patrick's house and had a huge migraine from staring at the TV for too long. <laughs> uh, as part of Sony's larger... No, it wasn't six hours. No, I almost beat the game in six hours. I was very close. I think it was going to be like an eight-hour thing. Mm. Uh, as part of Sony's larger efforts to port their first-party exclusive games to Microsoft Windows, Santa Monica Studio announced in October 2021 that God of War... Uh, was uh, to be released uh, for Windows on January 14th, 2022, which it did, uh, with support for graphics options, and uh, this in turn marks the first main entry in the series to release on a non-PlayStation platform. Uh, Corey Barlog also confirmed that the 2018 game would not be Kratos' last. It was 2018. Yeah. See, I had my pro then. Uh, he said that uh, future games could see the series tackling uh, Egyptian and Mayan mythology. Wait, no. Was it 2018? No, I graduated in 2019, so yeah, I probably have my regular one. Because mine died, my mine died in college, and then I had to get the pro. Uh, so it was probably, it was probably right before it died when I played it on that one. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, but yeah, they uh they were folk, they were going to see about tackling Egyptian Mayan mythology as well, and that although the 2018 game focuses on the Norse mythology, it alludes to the fact that there are other mythology coexisting in the world. Uh, if you play the game, you probably saw the moments where, like, you went to, I think it was Tears Vault, and uh, opened up the thing, and there was, like, a whole bunch of things for other mythologies in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also the comics that take place before that, he goes to, he actually goes to Egypt and meets uh, one of the Egyptian gods as well. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, Barlog uh, also said that he liked the idea of having different directors for each game, uh, seen throughout the first seven games, and although he may not direct another God of War, he would still be at Santa Monica to work on future games. Oh, man. <laughs> Side games, uh, we're going to get into those now. Game developer Ready at Dawn 
pitched the idea of a God of War game for the PlayStation Portable to Santa Monica Studios soon after the original God of War launched. Uh, Corey Barlog officially confirmed the development of Chains of Olympus at a God of War 2 launch event starting, quote, its own story that connects to the overall story, end quote. Uh, Chains of Olympus uses a proprietary in-house engine referred to as the Ready at Dawn engine, very creative, <laughs> which expands it on the engine created uh, for the previous game. Uh, Daxter, 2000, uh, which was released in 2006, originally designed for the PlayStation Portable's restricted 222 MHz uh, processor. Ooh, beef. Impressive. Yeah. Uh, Ready at Dawn convinced Sony to increase the clock speed of the PSP to 333 MHz, uh, which they did in a firmware upgrade. Uh, the faster processor allowed for more realistic blood effects, lighting effects, and shadows, as well as improved enemy intelligence, but noticeably decreased battery life. Uh, after the game's completion, game director uh, Rue... Holy shit. Let me see that name. Good luck. <laughs> right, let me look at that shit. <laughs> Wirasuria. We ra Surya. <laughs> We're Suri, eh? <laughs> Rue W. <laughs> Rue W. We're going to call him that. Cause if, holy... he, if he appears again, we're going to leave it at Rue W. <laughs> it, the, the way you were saying it, it sounded like you were saying, We're Suri, eh? <laughs> we're sorry, eh? <laughs> uh, but anyway, Rue W. Uh, stated multiplayer options and other puzzles, uh, characters, and dialogue had to be removed due to time constraints. Uh, Ghost of Sparta was announced on May 4, 2010 on PlayStation.blog, and according to Sony, Ready at Dawn utilized, quote, state-of-the-art visual technologies, end quote, that allowed higher-quality environments and characters. Uh, Ghost of Sparta offers over 25% more gameplay than Chains of Olympus, while adding more enemies on screen and more boss encounters. Uh, development of Ghost of Sparta took 23 months to complete, uh, and due to W's <laughs> schedule. Rue W. Uh, yeah, Rue W's schedule at Ready at Dawn. Uh, he could not return to direct. Uh, Dana Jan, or Donna Jan, whatever the other, uh, the lead level designer for Chains of Olympus, became director for Ghost of Sparta. Um, at Comic Con 2010, uh, Jan noted that when development began in 2008, the goal was to make the game bigger than Chains of Olympus which had apparently pushed the PSP to its functional limits. Uh, Jan stated that Ghost of Sparta took the PSP to its absolute capacity, with another feature being more on-screen foes. Uh, just imagine playing a PSP and it just crashes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the game concept was originally used as a teaser for players who obtained the Platinum Trophy from God of War 3. Uh, the trophy revealed a site called Spartan Stand tall.com it's all one word so i had to look at it for a second there uh but yeah spartanstandtall.com which became the official site for ghost of sparta on may 4th uh jan stated the reason they chose to have the game take place between god of war and god of war 2 was because quote it seemed to make a lot of sense to fill in that void end quote either that or you just you were having trouble figuring out something one or the other <laughs> uh betrayal was announced by sony online entertainment uh, at a press conference in Los Angeles on May 2007. Uh, the game utilizes a total of 110 different animations and features a 2D rendition of the uh, series' three-dimensional 3D graphics. Uh, game director Phil Cohen 
said that uh, although the game was enjoyable to develop, the greatest challenge was creating a single tile set and palette swapping scheme uh, that was diverse enough to portray multiple environments with only uh, several hundred kilobytes. And that, <laughs> <laughs> and that met Santa Monica Studios' uh, high standards. This is, this is the game that was on the phone. Uh, so, that, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Cohen wrote the initial uh, design document between September and October 2005 and revisited it uh, in August 2006. Uh, the month development started uh, the the versions uh, for high-end as- uh, handsets uh, were completed in April 2007 with final versions for low-end handsets completed by June 2007. Uh, the porting team adapted the game to over 200 handsets in a matter of weeks and uh, both David Hafe and Corey Barlog ensured that the uh, Betrayal development team captured the feel of the combat and visual style and were, quote, helpful with feedback and positive support, end quote. Oh, good lord, man. What? I'm talking a lot. <laughs> uh, so we got music. Uh, we're also, we're going to cover something we covered in the last episode within the music as well, just because it kind of coincides. Um, so six God of War soundtracks, uh, have been commercially released and have featured several composers, including, uh, Gerard K. Marino, Ron Fish, uh, Winfred, Winifred, yeah, Winifred, there's an I there, Winifred Phillips, uh, Mike Reagan, Chris, uh, Velasco, uh, Winnie Waldron, Marcelo DeFranceschi. Uh, Jeff Rona, Tyler Bates, and Bear McCreary. <laughs> uh, on March 1st, 2005, God of War original soundtrack from a video game was released on CD by SIE as an exclusive product for uh, the Sony Connect Music Store. Uh, it was praised for its well-developed orchestral themes and the creative use of ancient and ethnic instru- uh, instrumentation. Uh, the composers were also praised for avoiding the production of never-ending action themes. Uh, God of War 2 original soundtrack from the video game. <laughs> it's a long title. Uh, they could have just put, like, God of War 2 soundtrack. I don't know <laughs> what. Well, but anyway, it was released on CD by SIE on April 10th, 2007. Praised as strong, uh, the album features ominous orchestral pieces, and each composer's contributions are slightly more distinctive than the previous soundtrack. Here we go again. God of War 3, original soundtrack from the video game, <laughs> was released on CD by SIE, and something else, that's the name of a company? <laughs> it's it's with a U, though, there's no, there's no uh, O, yeah, something, and it's missing the E as well. But anyway, something else uh, on March 30th, 2010. Uh, it was also included as downloadable content in the God of War 3 Ultimate Edition and Ultimate Trilogy Edition collections. The soundtrack was praised as an orchestral success and the best score in the series at the time. The original scores of God of War, God of War 2, and God of War 3 were nominated for Best Original Score at the 2005, 2007, and 2010 Spike Video Game Awards, respectively. Uh, The God of War Trilogy soundtrack was included in the God of War 3 Ultimate Edition and Ultimate Trilogy Edition collections as downloadable content. 
Uh, the trilogy soundtrack consists of the original scores for God of War 2, uh, 1, 2, and 3. Uh, and it was praised by critics as the best way to experience the series' music uh, development, musical development and allows the listener to note the development of the composers during the series. Um, on October 18th, uh, 2010, God of War Goes to Sparta, original soundtrack from the video game, <laughs> was released on the iTunes store by SIE. Um, it was also included as downloadable content as part of the Ghost of Sparta pre-order package and includes three previously unreleased tracks from Chains of Olympus. Several tracks were cited as being intended for purely contextual purposes and the remaining tracks rated well in comparison to the soundtracks of the main installments in the series. My thing is, who the fuck goes out there and just buy soundtracks from video games? I don't know, man. Like, the only time, like, the only reason I ever really started listening to more game soundtrack music was just because I had Spotify. Yeah. And every now and then I'd look them up on YouTube because I was like, that shit's a banger. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, hell, I wish I could find that little, that, remember that mini game in Final Fantasy XV, the one you had to, like, fight all the balls and shit? Mm-hmm. The one that had like that really kick-ass soundtrack to it, I can. The only place I can find it is on YouTube. Oh yeah, it's not on, it's not on Spotify. Oh shit, I forgot what the name of that game and that and Justice that Heroes. Yeah, something, something like that. generic, some generic ass shit. <laughs> um, God of War Ascension original soundtrack. See, they wised up. <laughs> Differed from the previously released soundtracks as it was composed by Tyler Bates alone, and it was uh, the only God of War score. Uh, that he has worked on. Um, it was released on March 5th, uh, 2013 on iTunes by SIE and La La Land Records. Interesting name. Uh, it was included as downloadable content in the God of War Ascension Collector's Edition and Special Edition. Reviewers praised it for being powerful, rich, and pulsing. Though felt it was repetitive at times. <laughs> <laughs> no, Wilson, the only soundtrack I am upset about that I can't listen to is it's Doom Eternal. It's Doom Eternal. I knew exactly where you were going with that. <laughs> I've got to look that shit up on YouTube. Like it's, and I don't like that. The only the, like, so either you look it up on YouTube or you like, uh, you know, there's like YouTubers and stuff that do video game covers. Yeah, but they're not as good as Mick Gordon, though. I know, but still, it's, it's still they're still good. Like Family Family Jewels has a good cover of uh, the only thing they fear is you. Yeah. It just doesn't have the same exact it doesn't uh, electronic have the same tones. But he did really good replicating the guitar. Yeah. But like, like you know, of course, the synth tones and everything are very. You can't really replicate that one to one with Mick Gordon shit. Fuck you, Bethesda. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that. It does. I really wish I could listen to it. I do too. <laughs> uh, Bear McCreary uh, is the most recent composer to work on the series as he composed the music for 2018's God of War, which is fucking phenomenal. <laughs> and dude, I remember whenever it got announced. Holy shit. Yeah, I was hyped for it too. I'm like, this looks really fucking good. Because, like, I mean, I already, like, God of War 3 was my favorite one. And I, I you know, I played the original version of it and played it for literally six hours straight could not put it down <laughs> and Christopher actually got it for me on the PlayStation 4 one day for one time for Christmas and I beat the shit out of it again and I tr actually tried to get everything in it's very hard to do but uh, and like I was like watching the E3 that year and everything and uh, you know it was just 
they just had like Vikings shit going on. Like, you know, the stage was like designed kind of like Vikingy. Like a, a longboat? Yeah. Did they have a longboat? Was that the I can't same? remember if it was a longboat or if they just had like stone walls that had like Nordic shit on it and everything. But something. Like that. But they had like a full choir and everything up yeah. there. And everybody was like, what? The? I remember watching I was like, that. What? I, was like, I was like, what the fuck is this? Because it looks dope already. It was just and, like, and all of a sudden, Kratos walks out and everybody loses. Well, no, no dude, like money. the build up to it was like perfect. Yeah. Because like they had the, the choir and everything. They were like, it was like, what is this? <laughs> and it was like, it's just like this, like, you know, like it shows Atreus. Yeah. And of course, none of us know who Atreus is at this point. Yeah. And so it's like, this new Viking game. This shit looks dope. <laughs> I ain't seen much of it, but it's already, it seems dope. They got a whole choir up here. <laughs> and then, like, you know, like, he's, like, all shadowed out in the doorway. And, like, he's got different voice actors, so it's, like, it's yeah, just no, it's no, just like, different enough to not know it's him until he walks up. Yeah. And uh, he just, like, walks up and, like, walks out of the shadow. And he's, you see the white and red. And he's got a beard and everything. Everybody just freaks the yeah, fuck I out. I mean, it's, like, everybody lies. <laughs> The everybody entire was, place started screaming. Yeah, I mean, that, everybody was freaking the fuck out. Like, I mean, freaking out. Man, it was hell of a time. <laughs> Man, I can't get... It's hard it's, to get hyped I, for another game like that. I actually got really excited whenever they did the announcement for Ghost of Tsushima as well. Yeah, but... The, because that, that, was, that, that was, was just... That was that was just a fantastic presentation. It was a fantastic presentation. Because they had the entire orchestra basically of Japanese instruments and like mm-hmm. the dude playing the flute yeah and everything and like and the trailer just looked fucking dope and I was I was hooked as soon as I saw it I was like <laughs> I'm getting that shit and I did dude like I didn't care how good it was gonna be I, I didn't care that, if it I was garbage I got that shit day one too I bought that shit day one I bought the fucking $150 collector's edition I was in it <laughs> <laughs> but uh so God of War PlayStation soundtrack they changed it up even more was released on April 20th, 2018 uh, by Sony Classical Records. Uh, McCreary composed complete, uh, completely new music for the game, not reusing any music from the Greek era. Uh, however, he was inspired by their sounds, such as deep choirs, pounding drums, and shrieking brass. We know. <laughs> <laughs> and reinvented them uh, for the Nordic setting using Nordic ethnic instruments. Uh, the soundtrack was well-received, receiving various nominations at award shows as well as winning the award for Outstanding Achievement in Original Music Composition at the 22, 22nd Annual DICE Awards. Uh, and then the blood, last thing here is the Blood and Metal EP. Uh, so God of War Blood and Metal is a heavy metal homage by various bands on the Roadrunner Records label and features original music inspired by the God of War video game series. The EP was released for purchase on March 2nd, 2010, and is available from Shockhound and the iTunes Store. Which is uh, on Spotify now as well. Yeah. And uh, it was also included as downloadable content in the God of War 3 Ultimate Edition and Ultimate Trilogy Edition collections, which included a bonus track, uh, the second track, Shattering Skies Above by Trivium, and the bonus track, Even God's Cry, by the turtlenecks were made into music videos. Uh, 1up.com uh, gave it a 2.5 out of 5 and, and said, it's not offensive to the ears and mainstream listeners may enjoy the album. That's still a low ball score, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, considering that, like, the only good art I just I don't like the first part of that. It's not offensive to the ears. <laughs> you literally probably got somebody... 
It sounds like like an IGN review. Exactly. (laughs) You probably got somebody who does not listen to any metal music to fucking rate this shit. Of course they're going to give it a low score. Yeah. That'd be like somebody who only listens to fucking Nickelback is going is definitely going to give the new Taylor Swift album a one point one out of five. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. Those, those kind of walk hand in hand. Those kind of walk hand in hand. Uh, no, no, no. It's like making. It's like taking someone who listens to like, like, like a basic white bitch who listens to like hip hop only, and make her listen to like Five Finger Death Punch or something like that. Which Five Finger Death Punch is shit. No, nah, she might job with that. <laughs> it's also cringy. Her boyfriend probably listens to it. And beats her. <laughs> well, that's just like making her sit down and listen to any kind of metal. She's like, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, it's like the- she's gonna look like Amber Heard in court. Yeah. My dog stepped on a bee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Square Enix Music Online gave it eight out of ten. Uh, stated the album is a good selection of metal music, and listeners will be surprised with a variety of music. Which I mean, to be fair, if you got a band called the Turtlenecks on the same EP as Trivium and Killswitch, Kill <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd say there is a variety. I've never even heard of the Turtlenecks. I haven't either. There's probably a reason why. <laughs> Look them up real quick. Just play like a couple seconds of a song. We'll know immediately. <laughs> what's What's the name of the song that they produced? Even God's Cry. Even God's Cry. It already sounds emo. It's stupid indie <laughs> shit. God damn, I hate indie shit so much. God. I, I cannot stand indie shit. Let me get off let me get that off my search history. They put they they put that They put that on an EP called Blood and Metal, Trev. It's it's stupid fucking indie That shit. is on the same EP as a Trivium song. As a Kill Switch song, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Damn, that hurts, man. That really does. I'm not even gonna fucking lie. <laughs> Which, Shattering the Skies Above is a great song by Trivium. If you guys haven't listened to Trivium, listen to Trivium. This is a plug for Trivium. No, I'm not sponsored. I wish I was. I want to meet Matt Heafy. But... <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of the other band on here called Taking Dawn. Taking Dawn? Yeah, take well take excuse our accents. Taking Dawn. Taking Dawn, yes. Like the dish soap. <laughs> it's promising. <Yeah. laughs> it's pro it's got something. I'm gonna skip ahead to the middle. Is it instrumental or am I just I don't know. Oh might be instrumental. Oh, oh. Very thrash. Yeah, I don't like the vocals that much. It seems like they like Megadeth a little too much. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Their background picture on Spotify is a little little bit stupid. Yeah, they definitely like Megadeth. But anyway. (laughs) Their biggest song is called The Chain. It has 2.5 million, on 2.2 million listens, which, I mean, that's not terrible. Yeah. We'll just give, you want to give a little bit of a sample for each one? Yeah, sure. Let's go ahead. All right, yeah, that one was This Is Madness by Second Dawn. The, sh- the shitty one, which is not even on here, was the uh, Turtlenecks one. Yeah. The one called The End by Mutiny Within, which is literally the last song on this EP. 
It has promise. I'm going to mm-hmm. skip to the middle. Yeah. I'm going to go. Very 2005. Yes. All right. Yep. Yeah, that's that's actually not bad. It's not terrible. The Throat of Winter by Opeth. I've heard of Opeth. Yeah, I have as well. <laughs> not a lot going on right now. I'm gonna skip ahead a few seconds. There's really not a lot going on here. It's oh man, it's just one of those songs that keeps switching styles constantly. Yeah. Oh man. Raw Dog by Dream Theater. <laughs> which if you get what you okay, me and Caleb are familiar with Dream Theater. If you're not, you're in for a fucky time. <laughs> I'm just gonna go ahead. You're in for a fucky time. I do enjoy some Dream Theater songs. They're though. not bad. Whenever I say fucky, I mean it is literally all over the place. It's like yeah. it's like listening to the Rings of Saturn. It is literally all over the place. <laughs> hey, but at least you know that. One thing Rings of Saturn has over them is they did a, a was it like a fucking accordion? In the yeah, it's like many, 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 and he was sweeping on an accordion. He's like, <laughs> it was weird because the accordion and the guitar perfectly harmonized the entire fucking time. But here's Raw Dog by Dream Theater. John Petrucci. Yeah. Yep. Very prog. Yeah. Very yeah. prog. I'm assuming this is probably when they had uh, Mike Portnoy still on drums. Maybe. It sounds like Mike Portnoy's snare. That was a Portnoy. Uh, that was a Portnoy feel. That was a Portnoy. <laughs> yep. It sounds good though. Yeah, it's just one of those songs that's going to be all over the place. Yeah. All right, here we got we got my obsession by Killswitch Engage. A classic. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna skip ahead before we listen to the entire song and get DMC aid. <laughs> skip it. God, it's such a good song. I love Howard. Yes. <laughs> Oh, the last few seconds, of course, it's just wee. <laughs> and here's Trivium, Shattering the Skies Above. Let's get to the middle on this one. <laughs> I, I skipped to a good part. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I, skipped, <laughs> I skipped straight to the fucking blast beat on that one. And here's closer to the end. No, well, the, I'm closer to the end of the song. That's literally a song name, though. Yeah. Closer to the end. That's part of the chorus, yeah. 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 Is there any more left, or is that all of it? No, uh, that was it. Okay. But, uh... You, yeah, you didn't really play any of the God of Wars except for the, the fourth one, right? I played a little bit of the other ones whenever my mom was dating a dude named Sean, but that was about it. Oh, okay. Um, in terms of how I would say the God of War games are, unsurprising to anyone just because a lot of times newer games are tend to be better than the ones before them uh, in series and stuff like that. Uh, God of War 4, definitely the top one to me. I never played Ascension. Uh, I did play Chains of Olympus, but honestly, I'd put Chains of Olympus probably right above God of War 1. 
just because I like the story of Chains of Olympus. Yeah. But God, of, in terms of the first three, God of War three is probably the best one, just because it gets fucking brutal. <laughs> <laughs> like the first person you kill, oh no, the first person you kill is Poseidon. Uh, but like when you kill Helios, yeah, that that is considered like one of the most brutal like kills in video games. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, you literally you just sit there, you grab him, and you rip his head off. Yeah, and like, you, you also back. gouge his eyes out. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's insane. Because that, that yeah, it goes first person at one point whenever you're doing all. It those. goes first person in a couple. I know it goes first person uh, whenever you fight Zeus at the end too. Because like while you're punching him, mm-hmm. and like well, the thing about it well, about that one funny story, uh, funnily enough, I'm sure a lot of people do this. Actually, I'm, I don't think I was the only one. But uh, during the during that quick time event, you mash circle mm-hmm. to punch Zeus over and over, right? And you know all the all the God of War games, you know you mash the button, and once it gets done, you you don't have to mash anymore. Mm-hmm. You know you just mash until it does something. You know. Yeah. But as you're punching Zeus, more and more blood covers the screen because yeah. you're looking through Kratos' first person. Mm-hmm. And I was just sitting there mashing for a solid five minutes. Cause I was like, "Holy shit! When is this going to end?" By the by, the point I got like maybe a minute into doing it, the entire blood the screen was covered in blood. And I couldn't see anything happening, <laughs> and I was just like, "What the hell?" Like uh, this is like five minutes after I started doing it. I'm like, "Why isn't this ending?" I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and then like I just let go of the button, and then you have to let go of the button to end it. Uh <laughs> so you could, which, which I do like though, because I mean, it's just like you crazy. could literally sit there and beat the shit out of Zeus for a ha- however long you felt like it. Yeah, <laughs> you're just feeding Kratos's rage, pretty much. But uh, also on top of that, like the boss fights in three were really good. Like the first one was Poseidon, mm-hmm. and it set a really, really good high bar because that first fight is like leagues and above. Like above the other one, yeah, crazier than one and two. Like it, it happens at the beginning of the game. Like you start <laughs> the game, and you're basically your first. Like you know, you have your little tutorial stuff. You know, there's some mm-hmm. you know a couple of like regular enemies you fight while you're on Gaia, because you're on Gaia's back at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you, yeah, you go through a couple tutorial things, but then immediately just boss fight beside. Them. <laughs> <laughs> um. The story is pretty good in that too. Uh, you get to fuck Aphrodite, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then honestly, in terms of the level design, I'd say threes out of the first three. Threes, of course, was probably a good bit better. And of course, the designs of everything else. You fight Hercules, yeah, which is fucking dope. You steal his weapons from him and kill him with him. <laughs> uh, God of War Four though is definitely. If you guys, if any of you guys listening haven't played God of War four, highly recommend it. Yeah, it is. It, it's it's def, it is beyond worth it. And if you, and if some of y'all are lucky enough to have a PS five, you can get it for free if you're a PS plus member. Yeah, because uh, the PS five has access to a what they call the PlayStation Plus collection. Mm-hmm. So if you're part of the PlayStation Plus, uh, you have a certain uh, you have a library of games that were like part of the PlayStation Greatest Hits stuff and everything like that and, and also uh, like all all of those games are enhanced in some way by the PS5 yes I think so God of War definitely is I know Monster Hunter is yeah Monster Hunter World is part of it God of War is part of it Uncharted 4 Final Fantasy 15 Final Fantasy 15 uh, which one thing that's nice about it is it, it is the full 
Royal Edition. Yeah, all the DLC and yeah. all the bells and whistles. Uh, Persona 5 is on there right now, but they did say that they were going to be taking it off of it for some reason. Hmm. I don't know why. I hope they're replacing it with something. I hope I, so I, don't, too. I don't even know what they would replace it with at this point. I don't know, but they also have the the Crash Insane Trilogy on there and stuff. It, there's a whole bunch of games you can get. Um, was it Mortal Kombat X one of them? Yes. Yeah, and Fallout Four. Yeah. Is uh, it's not the complete edition of Fallout no, Four. No, it's no. just Fallout Four. Yeah, and then also, uh, shoot, I can just look at it real quick. Yeah, just yeah, look at it real quick. We'll yeah, I've got I've got my. PlayStation on. I'll just go look at it real quick. But, uh, yeah, if, if anybody is lucky enough to have a PS5, that is definitely a good thing to do. If you're not part of PlayStation Plus, most people are and have PlayStations. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, God, Crash, Insane Trilogy, God of War, Mortal Kombat X, Fallout 4, Final Fantasy 15 Royal Edition, Call of Duty Black Ops 3, including uh, the Zombies, including the Zombies Chronicles, The Last Guardian, Battlefront, Battlefield 1, uh, Resident Evil 7, um, Monster Hunter World, Days Gone, Detroit, Become Human, Uncharted 4, The Batman Arkham Knight, uh, Infamous Second Son, Until Dawn, Bloodborne, The Last of Us Remastered, and Ratchet, of Clank, Ratchet and Clank. So those are the games that are on that. If you guys have PS5s and you uh, uh, are part of PlayStation Plus. But yeah, definitely, if, if you haven't played, honestly, any of the God of Wars, I would recommend them. They're I'd recommend for, uh, the the latest one over the original trilogy. That's just because it's and because to me, in my opinion, it trying to go back to the other games, they're a little difficult to get into. It's kind of it's kind of like nowadays, it's kind of like how I would feel playing Dark Souls One after playing Elden Ring. Yeah, like or or you know just like trying to go back and play Morrowind or something like that. It, it's going to be difficult to get into. Anybody who has only played Skyrim, yeah, go try Morrowind. Tell me how that goes. <laughs> You're going to have a lot of fun. It's like XCOM, but better. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to end it uh, on that note, guys. Uh, well, we, we took a week off. That's our bad. We, were, we had a lot to do. Uh, <laughs> uh, but... Also, we were talking about the last episode having a little bit of, you know, less than ideal audio. But uh, that was kind of out of our control. We don't have a lot of good equipment. <laughs> and we were recording in our living room instead of in this this room. Yeah, because so, I'm not going to fit five people in this bedroom. No, not at all. <laughs> no matter how horny I get, I never will. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway... Uh, next week we're going to have another side episode for you guys uh, and then after that uh, of course we're going to do the uh, third game for PlayStation uh, and so but anyway I'm rambling on here <laughs> uh, as always I'm your host Caleb Center and this is me Trevor King Thick. we'll catch you guys in the next episode ciao